When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. This is Charles W. Chuck Bryant, who is seated across from me. Hello. And uh, you put the two of us together, you get a podcast called Stuff You Should Know, like it or not. Exactly. Um, how are you doing? I am well, I'm, sir. I'm glad. Uh, Chuck, we're going to talk today about I th- what I think is a pretty important issue, mm-hmm. uh, medical marijuana. Yeah. We've spoken before about the potential health benefits of plenty of other drugs, ecstasy, LSD, psilocybin mushrooms. Uh, I feel like it's high time. (laughs) Did you do that on purpose? No. Sadly, no. Interesting. That we did medical marijuana. This article had a couple of those little puns that I thought were- One strain of research? Yeah, that one in particular. Oh, man, I'll bet Silverman thought he was so funny (laughs) for getting that in there and just like freaking the man out. So, where do we start? Do you have an intro? No, I don't have an intro. I feel like this uh, this subject itself needs no intro. Sure. It's using pot, marijuana, for medicinal purposes. And apparently, there is a uh, pretty extensive body of research showing that it does, in fact, help. That 730,000 uh, people who have grave diseases and illnesses- Right aren't really just faking so they can smoke pot. Right. That this stuff is helping. Um, there's a lot of diseases that uh, Jacob Silverman lists that this um, that ma- medical marijuana has been shown to help with. Do you know what they are? Uh, can you recite them in alphabetical order? Well, I have two lists. Oh, they? okay. Um, the list in the article says uh, nausea, especially chemotherapy, nausea. Uh, loss of appetite, chronic pain, anxiety, arthritis, cancer, AIDS, glaucoma, MS, or multiple sclerosis. Yes. Insomnia, ADHD, epilepsy, inflammation, migraines, Crohn's disease, and if you're terminally ill, to improve your quality of life. Sure. This is a list on the sign outside of the Cush Doctor at Venice Beach, <laughs> California. Okay. <laughs> and there's a lot more things on this list. Yeah, I noticed. Do you suffer from, um, they also include in here, sickle cell anemia, mm-hmm. um, psychiatric disorders, okay, basically anything, 
uh, autoimmune sleep disorders. And it says, I think, either sleeplessness or too sleepy. <laughs> Does it say that? Yeah. Um, any, any, <laughs> well, it lists about 20 more things. And then at the bottom it says, or any chronic or persistent medical symptom. <laughs> right. Anything. Pretty Does much. your fingernail hurt right now? So that's what the Kush Doctor will, uh, and that is an actual, I'm not just making that up at Venice Beach. I saw the picture. It says Kush Doctor, and um, you can go in there with your little card and get you some pot. So what you've just gotten at is the heart of this problem. Like there is plenty of legitimate, bona fide medical research that shows that marijuana does help ease symptoms. It does a special double whammy on people who are nauseated and don't have any appetite, mm-hmm. which is a terrible symptom of several diseases. Sure. Cancer, AIDS. So you have this part of the medical establishment saying, yes, pot helps. And then you have the um, drug warriors, the DEA, lots of U.S. district, district attorneys, mm-hmm. plenty of the square Americans <laughs> um, saying, no, it's a drug, and... Um, there's going to be plenty of guys like the Kush doctor yeah. who are just going to sell it to anybody they can and use any medical marijuana laws that you enact as a shield to operate criminally from behind. Yeah, like don't, don't take that drug. Take these drugs. Yes. So um, for a long time, the medical marijuana idea has been taken up by states. It's been a state's rights issue yeah. also. Um but the federal government apparently was the first ones to ever legalize um, or sell or supply legal medical marijuana from a program that ran from 1970 to 1992. Um, it kind of petered out, and the states, starting with California, really took up the cause. Yeah. For a while, that did not sit very well, especially during the Bush years. That did not sit well with the federal government, and the feds used to routinely raid uh, legitimate uh, medical pot dispensaries that were operating within the letter of state law. Right. Because federal law supersedes state law, so the DEA can raid you anytime they want. Yeah. Because according to the federal government, pot's still a drug. It doesn't matter what your state says, right? Right. Um, with Obama, he came into office saying, you know what, I'm not going to waste the resources of the DOJ on cracking down on legal pot operations. Yeah, that was in... Uh, 2009. Yeah. Um, and the Ogden memo. Yeah. And things really launched after that, like more states passed legislation mm-hmm. and more dispensaries like in L.A. at the time after that passed. Yeah. They say there could have been up to a thousand dispensaries in L.A. proper. Yeah. Uh, but then they counted and said, no, it was more like 600. Just a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole lot. Yeah. But uh, what happened recently? Well, um, the, the head of the DEA... Um, a woman named uh, Michelle Leonhardt uh, was... Michelle was, the Lionhearted? She was uh, appointed by Bush, and Obama reappointed her. And shortly after her reappointment, she rewrote the DEA's position on medical marijuana, saying, like, no, it's a drug, and we're going to go after it. And her, let's see, Leonhardt, with uh, the help of the district... Uh, attorney, no, uh, a U.S. yeah, a U.S. attorney. Yeah. Um, by the last name of Hag, I can't remember her first name. Melissa Hag, maybe. She um, she started basically prosecuting 
or uh, sending uh, sending the DEA to medical dispensaries, and everything just totally changed. Like it, it just went backwards by years when it looked like it was all about to change. Yeah, and um, the media, and especially the liberal media, have held Obama's feet to the fire, and they're like, "Dude, what is up with this?" Yeah, reversal, and um, isn't this probably just election year campaign strategy? Yeah, and they're like. No, it's not a reversal, really. It's sort of the same as it always was, really, but not really. No, and apparently with so, and this is um, Chuck and I both read a really good uh, article called um, "Obama's War on Pot" in Rolling Stone. It's very thorough. Yeah. Um, but the the uh, there there has basically been a step up in the way that medical marijuana and the people who use it and uh, prescribe it are being treated by the federal government. Um, with there. There's been a hundred raids so far, at least a hundred raids carried out under Obama's watch. Yeah. So if it keeps uh, if it keeps up with this pace, then um, he will be worse than Bush as far as um, medical marijuana raids. Yeah. Uh, and this one guy, Rob Campia, who is executive director of the Marijuana Policy Project, said that Obama's the worst president on medical marijuana. Crazy. It is just totally crazy. Because that's not what he said during the campaign. And uh, the, uh, I don't know, no, what he was turning, um, one of the residents of Colorado that was campaigning hard to, you know, to keep this going against Obama, even though he voted for him, said yeah. he needs to watch it because, quote, medical marijuana is twice as popular as he is. Yeah. So. Yeah. He says he's already lost that vote. Right. No matter what happens. So we'll see how this shakes down. Yeah, man. All right, so uh, California has been studying this since about 2000 in earnest. Um, they were given uh, about $9 million bucks to do genuine medical research on the effectiveness of marijuana for different, uh, usually pain-causing and nausea-causing diseases. Right. And um, it's always been hard to do these studies, though, because the federal government, if they're going to give you money, they're going to regulate like where the pot comes from. And this at the time was at UC San Diego. They, they would only let them get it from one place, one source. And then they would visit them, uh, federal agents would, in uh, the Medical Cannabis Research Center to verify that it was kept in a vault that was bolted to the floor. <laughs> hmm. So they they would, you know, they want to come by and make sure they weren't all sitting around smoking joints and right, like sure. playing ping pong, I guess. Which, I mean, I guess if you are um, kind of hung up on testing with medical marijuana, that's cool. That's your right to drop by and make sure that everything's secure sure. and it's not being abused. Yeah, yeah, I'm not knocking that. Um, the federal government started like like the the head of the uh, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms sent a letter to firearms dealers saying it's um, it's illegal to sell a firearm to a person addicted to marijuana. So if you are... If you are receiving medical cannabis, you just had your Second Amendment rights stripped from you. Right. Banks are worried about getting prosecuted for money laundering really? by dealing with dispensaries, medical marijuana dispensaries. So now it's starting to go to a cash only, i.e. more dangerous business, right. more prone to robberies sure. and tax evasion. It's just like definitely going backwards. Huge, huge steps backwards. It's crazy. And by backwards, I should say, if you're pro- Medical marijuana. Sure. Let's talk about why um, pot might help. Okay. Uh, THC is in, um, it's a cannab- uh, cannabinoid in marijuana, and that's what makes you feel high. And it's also where you find your medicinal properties. 
They're all locked in there together. Yeah. Uh, because we produce our own cannabinoids in the form of endocannabinoids naturally. Yes. Yeah, so we have endocannabinoid receptors, right? Cannabinoid? Yeah. Cannabinoid? I like the way you said it. It's kind of pleasing. <laughs> Phenomena? <laughs> um, in our body, and when they are, when they receive something, when something is uh, recepted to them, uh, they release things like uh, pain relievers. Yeah. Uh, reduced anxiety. Uh, it has a, a whole, just a whole lot of effects on us. Yeah. Mood, memory. Sure. Appetite. Well, it has a negative impact on memory, I think. Well, it's it's just a res- it regulates these responses. Right. Whether or not they makes you sleepy or hungry or not. It's, so yeah, with some with some diseases, um, the, the this combination of um, introducing THC to the endo now I can't say it correctly <laughs> endocannabinoid receptor um, results in increased appetite, uh, results in um, lessen muscle spasms if you have multiple sclerosis right. um, or if you're quadriplegic um, results in just a, a greater outlook or sense of well-being if you're dying. All these things that have been studied and, and yeah. documented is actually working. I got one for you. Yeah. Uh, they did a study in mice that showed that the uh, <laughs> cannabinoids <laughs> may protect against development of certain types of uh, tumors, both benign and cancerous, and not only that, listen to this, mm-hmm. it appears to kill only the tumor cells and may even protect the healthy cells from cell death. That is some pot. That's pretty rad. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So on the other hand, you've got people saying, okay, all right, I'm going to take the medical establishment at face value and um, say, yes, THC hits your endocannabinoid receptors and produces it alleviates a lot of symptoms of certain diseases. Right. Can we just not come up with something that doesn't get you high? Right. And uh, some drug companies have been like, yes, we can. And they introduced um, shiny black pills called Marinol, which is synthetic THC. Josh, I have had a Marinol pill. Really? Mm-hmm. Did it uh, did it alleviate your symptoms? Uh, it w- was a very mild thing, uh, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And this was this was many years ago when I was living in Los Angeles. But um, yes, I've had a Marinol pill, and it's. Did you get it from Doctor Kush? <laughs> no, I didn't. But it is funny how you just pointed out because I kind of debated off air. I was like, should I say that I've had a Marinol pill? We're like, well, yeah, it's an FDA approved drug. Like you can say that, but you can't say. Yeah, I've smoked pot and not get, you know, the cross-eyed stares. Sure. It's just interesting. Yeah, it is. That's, I guess, that's at the heart of all of this. It's kind of <laughs> like this this drug, this synthetic drug Yeah. Uh, that you can get through a prescription. Right. And go to your pharmacy and they'll give it to you. Um, you, you can have that, but this, this drug is it, plain. It grows in the ground. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, that actually works better than this other drug, the synthetic version of it, yeah. s- uh, supposedly. That's yeah. uh, the big um, complaint against Marinol is that it's like it's a synthetic THC, but it's lacking some really important parts. Yeah, well, and it absolutely is lacking. I mean, chemically, it's it's lacking. But um, but you can't have that. Right. And I'm really reminded of this. Like, this is where like witches and doctors came from. Mm-hmm. From the struggle of like the, uh, I guess the Middle Ages. To where science was really starting to kind of come about and um, to basically maintain a foothold or create a foothold for itself over Western society, it had to get rid of its rivals, which were um, traditional healers 
who very quickly became witches and outcasts and were ostracized as backward and possibly even evil. So don't go to them. Come to me because I'm the guy with the beak on right. who can protect you from the plague. <laughs> Look at you, Arthur Miller. But isn't that a, isn't that kind of a, yeah. a, a analogous? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. Because in Monopoly Go, you can team up with your friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. It's very nice. That's right. And the more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. I'm talking about unique stickers that you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, or hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges, like digging for treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. That's right. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it now for free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Today's episode is brought to you by Altoids because, let's face it, unraveling the mysteries of the universe is tough work. But with Altoids, your breath will be stronger than a black hole's gravitational pull, more intense than an alien abduction, and more reliable than your phone's battery during a podcast marathon. When it comes to needing intense freshness, Altoids have you covered. Altoids are stronger than your favorite conspiracy theory, more intense than the latest true crime docuseries, and more reliable than a Bigfoot sighting. They're not just mints, they're curiously strong mints. Find Altoids in the checkout aisle. Grab your tin today. Um, there's also, uh, that's very astute, Josh. Thank you. Um, there's also Sativex, which is um, a uh, pain reliever, and it is actually an extract of real marijuana administered by spray. And I think they have this in uh, England, Spain, and Canada, and it's in trials here in the U.S. Yeah. So that's not synthetic. That's actually an extract. Yeah. Right. I'll bet everybody who uses it goes, oh. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't feel any pain, but might as well just use this. Uh, what's the stuff you spray when you have tonsillitis? Oh, uh, Sepacol? Yeah, I might as well just use Sepacol. That's not the one I was thinking of, though. What is the other Chloroceptic. one? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, like you said, most experts agree that Marinol um, and Sativex actually in clinical trials show to have less of an effect than actual uh, the marijuana plant itself, right? But Less the DEA it. points right. out, TS, this is what it, this is legal, the, the, and they make a pretty good point here that um, Marinol is the THC, what morphine is to opium. Yeah, like yeah, you might need morphine. We're not going to tell you it's okay to go smoke opium for your pain. Right? There's morphine. Go use the morphine. It's legal. It's regulated. It's taxed, and it's not going to get you landed in jail unless you get your hands on it illegally. Yeah. So. The feds are the ones who are definitely blocking this right now. Um, this, uh, I should say, in in a lot of states, there's 18 states, yeah. including DC, yeah. that have um, laws on the books that say, "Yeah, man, you you we've got legalized medical marijuana to some degree." Yeah, and Oregon is the king daddy of medical marijuana. I uh, thought California was. No, is that right? Yeah, I mean, there's probably more dispensaries and things like that. But in Oregon, you are allowed to possess up to 24 ounces of, of you, what they call usable marijuana. I almost just did a spit take. I know. 
or 24 plants, um, six of which can be mature, 18 of which can be immature, which means they're like flowering, uh, budding plants. They wear jean jackets. <laughs> so uh, Washington's right behind them. You can possess 24 ounces or 15 plants. And uh, not surprisingly, there are no states in the southeast, and Michigan is the only state in the Midwest. Uh, so, yeah, in these in these Bible Belt areas, you're not finding any pro-marijuana, medical marijuana right. states going on. And insert your own Detroit joke here. <laughs> uh, we should, Yeah, we don't have to read through. Just all those other hippie states. Plus, <laughs> plus Iowa and New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, that's so surprising. Yeah, I was Iowa surprised about Iowa and New Jersey Iowa. have them. Maryland? Yeah. The thing is, though, is a lot of these, like you said, a lot of them rush to um, get laws on the books. Delaware. Uh, I think Delaware just wanted to be like, hey, like, oh, oh, Maryland's doing it. Remember yeah. us? We're <laughs> really a state. Um, but a lot of them have backed off. Like Rhode Island's um, governor, Lincoln Chaffee, is a vocal supporter of medical marijuana. Oh, really? And a big critic of the federal government for using, like, goon squad tactics to, like, fight it and basically overrule state law. Right. Um, but even he's backed down because federal prosecutors have been like, hey, don't make us come after your your state employees who are running these these dispensaries because we'll put them in jail. Right. And they can do it. Uh, 34 states, Josh, have um, <laughs> laws passed that recognize marijuana as having medical value. And I think uh, New Mexico was the first one, actually, in 1978. Oh, yeah? Yeah, even before California. And, um, however, you know you know how these laws go. It's like the gay marriage laws. It's like, it's legal, and then it's repealed, and then it's legal, and then it's repealed. And you can do it here, and now you can't. Yeah. So there's been a lot of back and forth over the years with states uh, sort of on a roller coaster, bat- duking it out with the federal government. Yeah. Interesting. So um, let's talk about California. Let's take California as a state. Yeah. I love that place. I love California. So California was, the, I think, the, they were the first state with legal medical marijuana, right? I think so. Uh, I think it's Prop 215. Uh, and they said, hey, if you have a doctor's recommendation, because we should point out there's no doctor that can legally prescribe right. marijuana. Because there's even no place they, to get it. Yeah. Exactly. You, you, if you walk into your local drugstore, they'll be like, get out of here. Mm-hmm. We got Marinol. You yeah. want some of that? <laughs> but we don't have any pot. Um, so a doctor can recommend it in a state where you have legal medical marijuana. It, it can say, I, Dr. Feel Good. <laughs> I, Dr. Kush. Yeah. Uh, say that Chuck Bryant uh, suffers from glaucoma, and to relieve the interocular eye pressure uh, associated with his condition, I recommend that he um, use medicinal marijuana. Right. And then that's that. Sign Dr. Kush, right? Yeah. And you, being a medical pot uh, recipient, mm-hmm. would keep that letter on you at all times. Sure. Depending on if you were in California, which also passed a supplemental um, law saying, you know what, this is, you can lose your doctor's note or whatever. So let's just issue ID cards to people who have a doctor's recommendation. Uh, if you have an ID card or a doctor's recommendation, you can uh, grow and you can um, buy pot. And possess. Yeah. And ostensibly use it. You know what Senate bill that was? Yes, I do. <laughs> Can you believe it? I could 
not believe it. In 2003, um, they passed Senate Bill 420 <laughs> in California, which um, stipulated the cards and um, that you could have eight ounces of usable marijuana, uh, six mature plants or 12 immature plants. Yeah. Senate Bill 420. That's crazy. Is that the 2003 bill? Yeah. Okay. Um, apparently, even more than that, the, the state said, and by the way, uh, let's take this down to the county level. You counties, if you feel like you want to expand upon this, go ahead. So some counties have been like, sure, like what county? Upon it. Like Humboldt, yeah, is one that definitely uh, expanded the amounts that you can have in the situations in which it's not okay. Boy, I had some Humboldt fog two days ago. What? Cheese. It's cheese. Uh. <laughs> but. It sounds like marijuana, doesn't it? It does. And now that you mentioned that, I think I've had that before, too. Yeah, Humboldt Fog is a really, like, yummy blue cheese. Uh-huh. Um, and we got some at the, the store down the street. But I laughed at Emily. I was like, it always cracks me up because Humboldt Fog sounds like one of those marijuana strains. It definitely does. Yeah. yeah. You you got me with that one. You're like, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck. Uh, so... If you the, so California also has um the, uh, what's called a caregiver law. Yeah. A caregiver is somebody who um uh, basically takes care of you if you're sick, right? Yeah. Uh in California, a caregiver can also refer to a person who supplies medical marijuana to people who have doctors recommendations. Right. Right? Um it's like your grandmother has glaucoma. She doesn't know where to score. Right. So you could be her caregiver and get this for her. Or you can be the guy who's growing it for her. Right. Did you ever see the Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry uh-uh. got pot for his dad? <laughs> he got medical marijuana for his dad because he had, uh, I think it was glaucoma. And he, he smoked with him and showed him how to do it and everything. <laughs> yeah. And like went in the bathroom and freaked out. It was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. And the whole buying process, it was the guy from Lost, uh, Hurley from Lost was the the pot dealer. Haven't seen it. It was really really funny. It was good. Oh yeah. Did you ever see the Mister Show sketch about medical marijuana? Oh, yes. <laughs> With the, you know, the the pharmacist who has the brownies. Yeah, yeah. And he always wants to play like the music he recorded on his four track. Yeah. For everybody. <laughs> that was a good one too. Well, it's it's funny you mentioned that though because at some of these dispensaries, um, you can buy things like brownies and butter and. Cookies and smoothies and yeah, because not everybody wants to smoke pot who has medical care me- cannabis. Exactly. Okay, so you have a recommendation. You have a caregiver that you go to. Yeah. And the caregiver, um, see, this is where it gets really cloudy. Yeah, yeah. They the feds <laughs> don't go after patients, even during yeah. the Bush years, um, and now, which is worse than the Bush years. Um, they, they've never gone after patients. Yeah. It's basically don't go after the patients. Caregivers used to be protected, mm-hmm. but because caregiver is also basically synonymous for pot dealer in medical marijuana states, yeah, that that's no longer you if, if you are one of those caregivers who's really like spending your, you live with your elderly grandmother right. and you're taking care of her and she has medical marijuana that she takes and you go get it for her, right. you're in jeopardy now too because a lot of these operations have gotten very, very big. And though they may be bona fide and legitimate, right. they may not be making any profit, which is part of the law, um, they are considered caregivers rather than like dispensaries or anything like that. So that's what's clouded the issue. That's where a lot of the protections for regular people who are caregivers are being stripped away. It got out of hand. 
and it was people like Dr. Cush sprung up. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there were dispensaries that weren't co-ops where you have actually members growing the weed for the co-op. Right. Did I say weed <laughs> instead of marijuana? Medical weed. Yeah, medical weed. Um, they supposedly, a lot of them were buying it illegally, uh, making profit off of it, and kind of screwed it up for the legitimate ones. Yeah. So it's, it is a cloudy issue. That's where we're at right now. Basically, it, it sounds like some... There were either um, some groups who just want pro or decriminalization of marijuana altogether. Sure. Who are using this issue to just force it through, hammer it through. Yeah, yeah. Or probably more realistically, there were just a bunch of pot dealers who found like a lot of very easy customers by supplying these co-ops. Yeah. So, uh, Americans... By and large, if you believe polls, are in favor of medical marijuana for people who really need it. Um, CBS News did a poll last year. Um, 77% of Americans thought doctors should be allowed to prescribe it for serious illness. And uh, there was a Gallup poll in 2010 um, that said, do you favor or oppose uh, to reduce, to allow medical marijuana uh, just to reduce pain and suffering for people with disease? Yeah. And 70% were pro. Uh, 27% said, oh, and 3% said no, absolutely not. Wow. So it's pretty pretty low percentage. It is. And again, we're pointing out this is for people who need it for their disease. It's not to be confused with pot legalization for recreation. Two different things. Did you know that the VA in 2010, I believe, um, said that uh, recommended cannabis, medical cannabis for soldiers returning home? What, for PTSD? Mm-hmm. I believe PTSD, I'm sure all, all sorts of other things. It's a legitimate course of treatment for soldiers returning from the front lines. Wow. Isn't that crazy? It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of L.A., you know, they hit their peak in uh, 2009-ish with, you know, what they said, anywhere from 600 to 1,000 dispensaries. And they said, you know what, the city said, this is getting way out of hand. Like, you've got a strip mall over there with like three medical marijuana dispensaries in it. That's kind of ridiculous. So they ordered um, 439 of them to be closed. Uh, And I think, what was the... uh, It was only dispensaries that registered with the city after the council adopted the moratorium in 2007 were allowed to operate. So about 130 of the 600, roughly, were allowed to stay open. Wait, that were registered after the moratorium or before? It says after, which... That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it, do, it doesn't make any That's sense That's like the most unfair law ever. This is from the LA Times, too. Huh. Uh, but now people are, you know, filing lawsuits and, and such on, the, on patients' rights lawsuits and uh, stuff like that. It's a, it's a wild ride, man. It's interesting to watch. Yeah. I hate to see anybody who can use the help of something like medical marijuana be denied it and suffer. Well, and th- that's the point of one of the attorneys is he's like, why should we treat them any different than the, the Vicodin patient or the Oxycontin patient? Yeah. Um, they did do a study, too, when they closed down all those hundreds of dispensaries about crime, and it was a Rand Corp study, and they found that crime went down... Um, with the dispensaries and crime went up when they closed them. Sure. But it was a pretty hinky study, admittedly. Really? Yeah, they only looked at 10 days before and 10 days after. Oh. And um, <laughs> it was within three-tenths of a mile of the closed facility. There was a 59% increase in crime. Uh, 
and 24% within six tenths. It was just, it was a pretty hinky study. Basically, even the people that are for it were like, come on, you need to do a better job than this if you're going to study crime. Well, I will tell you this. Um, in that Rolling Stone article, the United Food and Commercial Workers Union estimates that um, 2,500 jobs have been lost since the federal crackdown starting in the beginning of 2011. Wow. 2,500 jobs in this economy. That's unconscionable. Yeah. Jerks. All right, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. Because in Monopoly Go, you can team up with your friends for timed tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. It's very nice. That's right. And the more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. I'm talking about unique stickers that you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, or hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges, like digging for treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. That's right. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it now for free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Today's episode is brought to you by Altoids because, let's face it, unraveling the mysteries of the universe is tough work. But with Altoids, your breath will be stronger than a black hole's gravitational pull, more intense than an alien abduction, and more reliable than your phone's battery during a podcast marathon. When it comes to needing intense freshness, Altoids have you covered. Altoids are stronger than your favorite conspiracy theory, more intense than the latest true crime docuseries, and more reliable than a Bigfoot sighting. They're not just mints, they're curiously strong mints. Find Altoids in the checkout aisle. Grab your tin today. All right. Do you have anything else? No, I don't. Let's do a follow-up on this in five years. Good idea. Yeah. Uh, You got anything else? I got nothing else. I don't either. Uh, If you want to learn more about medical marijuana, you can type those words into the search bar at HowStuffWorks.com. That's M-A-R-I-J-U-A-N-A, I believe. Uh, and uh, since I said handy search bar, it's time for listener mail. Actually, I did have one more thing. Brownie Mary, you ever heard of her? No. She was a famous uh, medical marijuana activist in San Francisco, this elderly woman who would make brownies for people mm-hmm. um, and, you know, really went to the mat for, for people in need. Uh, her name was uh, Mary Jane. That was her real name, Mary what Jane. Was it really? I can't think of her last Why name. Why did they just but... call her that? I don't know. Brownie Mary, because she delivered the brownies, I guess. Brownie Mary. Or Brownie Mary Jane. That's much better. She always laughed about her name, supposedly. She was like, hey, I guess I was destined to do this. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Mary Jane is a street term for marijuana, if it's 1940. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Josh, I'm going to call this, uh, it was just sort of a weird email from a dude in Minneapolis. Uh, Hey, guys, I was just listening to the Mexican Wrestling uh, Podcast. And you called for something to knock your socks off. Uh, I thought I'd share this with you. Please take a moment to aim your feet away from anyone's face. <laughs> unless they want a knocked-off sock up in their grill. You ready for this? Uh-huh. Uh, I was an anthropological expedition. I was on one. Into the heart of the darkest Iowa. Researching uh, archaeological and cultural leads regarding a Mayan prince who fell out of favor. And may or may not have traveled up the Mississippi in 1270 B.C., setting up a kingdom in exile somewhere around the current town of Farmersburg. 
Uh, ancient texts also hint that he appointed a monkey as his head of agriculture, which was particularly interesting to me because I think monkeys are hilarious. Anyway, I was excavating near Farmersburg, uh, their single stop sign, when I was suddenly surrounded by a street gang. They all had switchblades, so you knew they meant business. <laughs> their leader threatened me by saying, I only need to touch you once, like touching the wings of a butterfly. Then you're dead. To which I replied, Actually, that's a myth. You can touch their wings without killing them as long as you don't break the veins. Clearly a reference to our show on iridescence, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or no, was that part of iridescence? Yeah. Okay. Uh, in this manner, I opened up a dialogue and we discussed briefly uh, butterfly anatomy, the difference between cumulus and cirrus clouds, and the way the sun works. They were so impressed uh, by my knowledge, they not only let me live, but they gave me a gift certificate to Applebee's and made me an honorary member of their gang, the Lords of (laughs) Lepidoptery. This is the study of butterflies. Anyway, I just wanted to thank you and share first-hand knowledge uh, is truly power. Yours in nerditude, Matt from Minneapolis. Did you verify that? I don't think it's true at all, but I think it's hysterical, and Matt took great time in crafting a very clever email. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, of course not. A monkey head of agriculture? I don't know, man. Maybe that part's true. The Mayans were awfully rich. Yeah, that's true. And they were, I guess, in Iowa. Yes. <laughs> um, well, let's see. Uh, if you want to take the time to craft a very clever email that captures our attention, we are always happy to read it. Um, you can, well, you can tweet it to us if it's really short. Tweet to SYSK Podcast. Hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash stuff you should know. And you can send us an email to stuffpodcast at discovery.com. Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join House of Work staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Are you thirsty? Well, Richard's rainwater is caught clean before it even hits the ground. Rain is naturally pure, so there's no need for harsh chemicals or additives. Richard's rainwater contains no chlorine, no forever chemicals, no microplastics, no nothing. Enjoy the smooth, clean taste of still rainwater or the cold-pressured bubbles of sparkling rainwater. Just visit richardsrainwater.com to find a retailer near you. That's richardsrainwater.com. And for a coupon, text STUFF to 251-292-8887 and receive $2 off a 12-pack case of Richard's Rainwater. Hey, if you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. Use promo code STUFF20 to receive $20 off your first month for listening to this podcast. Switch now at Visible.com. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month.